Uh, I'm just always excited to, uh, to be here um, um, because, you know, this is where my children are, you know, and so I come every Sunday to meet the Lord and to see grace, okay, so, <laughs> so um, and her parents. <laughs> I understand. So without further ado, let's just kind of break the bread of the word. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you so much, Lord, for an opportunity for gathering to, to gather in your name, Lord, to be able to have a place, Father, we, we can gather to have people who love you, Father. Yes, and uh, I just have a special thing in my heart this morning, Lord, to thank you for loving parents, Lord, just to see the love, uh, children that are loved by parents yes. and have just such a a look yes. about them in such a way about them that uh, they know that they're loved and they may not be able to give what some other parents can but boy that love just makes up the difference every time father so i thank you for loving parents and i pray that uh that the children with these children that are so loved will grow up to honor their fathers yes. and mothers that it might be well with them yes. and they might live along upon, upon yes. the earth according to Ephesians 6. Right. so i thank you for this uh time together and i pray lord that your word would ride on the wings of the holy spirit and find a dwelling place in the heart of every hearer lord that the seed of the word might go in and bear much fruit for i ask it in jesus name amen, amen. amen. so good to see you sir Amen. Mm, man, there's a good dad right there. Yeah. Amen. Uh, I wanna, I wanna speak um, from a topic. I am, um, um, I wanna just uh, speak from the topic, um, life pass. Amen. Life pass, and uh, it's just, uh, it's based on a dream that I had um, some time ago, but I. But the, the dream has stayed with me as a part of reality in my life. Um, and um, this particular dream happened at a time when <clears throat> I was in what I viewed as a crisis. You know, God just looks at us and goes, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, in our, you know, from our finite place, you know, a crisis is a crisis. Okay, you know, we're just going through something. And, um, and, and when the crisis got kind of, kind of kind of heavy on me um that night i went to went to sleep and uh, and i had a dream and ha have you ever had a morning dream we have a dream right before you wake up you know i mean like it's not like you went to sleep and you woke up and it was still night it's a dream that you have when you wake up and it's morning okay but i but i had this this uh dream that um i was asleep in this dream and I woke up and I was getting ready to go into the next day and um, in this dream uh, as I was walking into the next day I came to a gate and there was an angel by the gate and um, so the angel kind of looked at me like a, you know like a railroad conductor or something he says you, you have your life pass and I'm like what he says your life pass and I'm like, what, what's, what's a life pass? He says, you, you can't enter into a new day unless God gives you life. Amen. He says, and, and you need a life pass. You need permission to enter into this day. And so I began to, you know, check my pockets or whatever I, I had. I didn't, you know, know what I had, but I'm like, I don't have it, you know. And he says, well, you, 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 you're stuck. You can't enter today without life. 
okay, and without a life past. And, um, and in this dream, there was someone <clears throat> in the dream with me, don't know who the person was, but this person said to me, here, take mine, you can have my life past, I'm just sick of everything, I do not want to see another day, and you can just have this life past, just take it, use mine. And uh, um, uh, and uh, of course, the angel interrupted and said, "No, they're not transferable. You, she can't use yours." And but the person just disturbed me. I said, "Why would you want to give away your life pass? You know, that, I mean, it's not, no. I've just had too much trouble. Too much is going on." I said, "Yeah, but you don't know what's in the day to come. You need to just get out there. This could be your day where everything changes, where everything turns around, where you get your breakthrough, that you, you know, some miracle happens, all that stuff you've been working at. This could be the day, you know. And at any rate, I persuaded this person. I said, no, you got to get out there. This is a gift. This is a gift to get you. You don't, you don't want to just, just give up on life. You don't want to give up your life past, do you? Really? And they said, yeah, well, I guess not. So at any rate, the person kept their pass and I watched them just head through that gate. And just as I looked in my pocket, all of a sudden, I found out, I found my life pass, okay? And I showed it to the angel and he said, okay, you can, you can go, you can go. And I woke up, you know. And when I woke up, I sat on the side of the bed, I said, I'm alive. So whatever else is going on, I made it, okay? I got another day to work this thing out, to live, to see my family, to see Grace, to see, you know, to see, you know, everything, you know, the, to see the sky. Charles said, that's the extent of it. You know, but, you know, I love you too, babe. I love waking up to you and you pray for me when I wake up. He's, just, he's a good guy. He really, really is. Um, he's just not Grace, okay? So. <laughs> But um, but at any rate, um, I woke up with a new found enthusiasm because what happens is that when life begins to just deal its hand and make things difficult, sometimes you can just lose your enthusiasm and say, yes. why am I still yes. trying? Yes. You know, what, what is this about? Why don't I just give up? Well, what does give up look like? I mean, what does it look like? What you gonna do? You gonna give up and do what? Watch television? You gonna give up and, you know, I don't even know what give up looks like, okay? I, I don't know what that means to give up, okay? Um, to, what does it mean? Does it put, put your dream on the shelf? Just uh, go get a nine to five and just forget about anything bigger than that? What does that look like? I don't know, you know? But I know that there have been times when, you know, I'm just like, feel, um, we say emotionally, so emotionally exhausted that I can't create anything, I can't push anything, ideas in my head, you know, I don't want any new ideas, no thank you, you know what I'm saying, just, I, I don't have, you know, I just don't bother me, and, you know, literally go turn on the TV, you know, say, let somebody else entertain me, you know what I'm saying, let them, let me watch them make money, okay, so, you know, but, but when, when I realized in this dream, the value of life and that life itself is a gift okay i mean it's really really a gift okay no even when it's difficult it's still a gift because the thing is that uh that i began to see just just from that dream that the difficulties are designed to push us forward 
to make us um, more determined and strengthen us. Because um, I think that, you know, it's hard for a fish that's in a bowl to explain what it's like to live in the water. I mean, because he doesn't have anything to compare it to. I don't know if he, maybe that's not a good example, okay? But, you know, you know it's just, just I'm here. I'm, ew, ew. He said he doesn't have anything to compare it to. And I think sometimes, like, um, people who live in America, you know, I was reading a statistic and it said that Americans don't realize it, but they are in the one percenters. Mm -hmm. The one percenters, because worldwide, uh, the middle class income worldwide, outside of Europe and America, and I think they said Japan, I think it was, I think it's Japan, I think that was the other country they mentioned. But outside of that, the annual income diminishes to things that we cannot even imagine, okay? And that worldwide, middle class is like $1,500 a year, okay? You can't even imagine by just doing that, okay? But anyway, but I remember, I remember when, when I was in South Africa one time, and, uh, and I was with my friend Janet Bailey, and we were in a restaurant, and uh, this African waiter walks up to he says, oh, hello, my rich American cousins. So I said, I said, honey, we ain't even rich, okay? You know, I said, we're not rich. You know, we just here. He says, well, let me ask you a question. He says, how much did you pay for your plane ticket? You know, and I said, and we were so, oh, about $3,000, okay. And uh, he says, do you know how much I make a year? And I said, how much? He said, $3,000, <laughs> okay, a year, oh, you know. Wow. He says, so you are my rich American cousin, okay? <laughs> so he said, because you bought a plane ticket for what, I, what it takes me a year to earn. And so what I'm saying is when you live in that, when you're a little fish living in the water, you don't have a frame of reference of what it's like to live in the water because you have been outside of that. But like, so a lot of times our attitude of dissatisfaction and lack of gratitude and understand is because we we don't understand you know how good god is okay and that he is he is good we don't realize he's good we don't see it we don't understand it because you know we're living in an atmosphere where you know where we see good as like not that good but I'm telling you, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I wish I could just take people on a plane, you know, just take them somewhere. Well, you know, you really don't even have to go that far. We could all take a walk down the street under that bridge, uh, right down, uh, what, is, what is that? Is that Roscoe? Yeah, right, right down Roscoe and see that God is good to us, okay? You know, the fact that you have deodorant on your body and toothpaste in your mouth, okay? You understand what I'm saying? And soap on your skin and you washed in clean water. How many of you bathed in warm water? Not cold water, warm water, okay? And how many of y'all had a toilet that flushed? Amen, amen. How, I'm just telling you things that we don't even, you know, how many of you had a light switch you can turn in? Does your electricity go off at a certain time at night because the because of the power grid? I mean, you know, is your water contaminated that you have to drink? Amen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. We need to get outside of the fishbowl, okay? And understand how 
how good God is. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, oh, I'm sick and, you know, God must not love me. Do you know what? People sick and they got to walk 50 miles to a doctor sick. You understand what I'm saying? And all the doctor can do is, you know, give them some herbs or give them a pill and some because there's nothing they can do. The medical treatment is not there. There's so much. There's so much. Let's just stop and thank him right now. Let's just stop and thank him right now. Now, no matter what you think your circumstance is, let's stop and thank him right now. To give him honor, to give him the glory to God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for America, God. We thank you, Lord, for meeting all, supplying all our needs according to your, your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, that is like, that's material. But this is, there's this thing that we have. Well, what about tomorrow? Okay, Lord, don't you see what's coming at me? Don't don't you see what I'm going through? Don't you don't you know? You know, I, I don't know what what about this deal and what about that and what well what if this doesn't happen and what if I don't have a place to live and what if what if the doctor says this and what if he leaves me and what if this and, and what if what if and then if you're not into the what if. If only, if only I had done it this way. If only I had done it that way. If only, so you got your mind in a tailspin about, I shouldn't have done this and I shouldn't have done that. If I seen that, I wouldn't have done that. Then I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be there. If only, if then another person, what if? Well, what if this happens? What if only, if only, what if, what if, if only, if only. And the devil is laughing. He just watch, he's watching a sitcom in hell, okay? Let's see what these fools gonna do today, okay? Let me play with their minds, you know. Let me have a ball with their minds, amen. So I want to, I want you to read. I put in the lesson, but you can open your word because I'm reading from uh, uh, Matthew uh, um, six, which is one of my favorite favorite passages, okay? And uh, and and I, I want to read and. Um, and I want to read analytically as well as spiritually. By analytically, I mean that I want to do an observation of the text to see what, what's jumping out to you about what is really being said and what is the purpose of this text? And what is God saying? I want you to think about those things as we read. What's jumping out to you? What is this about, okay? And it says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, say life. Okay, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more than food? Is not life more than food, the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, they don't reap, they don't store away in barns. They're not on no nine to five, okay? And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you, John? Are you Daryl? Are you Noah? Are you Shirley and Michael and all the rest of y'all? Are you not <laughs> much more valuable Teresa than they? Can any one of you, by the exercise of worrying, okay, let's just stop and worry a little bit. Amen. You, you don't have time? You don't have time? Okay. Any of you, by the exercise of work, did I say exercise? I didn't mean this exercise, but that's what it really boils down to. Can any of you, by worrying, add an hour to your life? Amen? 
Amen. Life three times. <clears throat> the word life three times. How many? How many? The word worry. One, two, three, yeah. Okay. And why do you worry about your clothes? Why do you worry about your clothes closet? <laughs> See how the flowers grow in the field? They don't labor. They don't spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor, and Solomon was a dresser, is dressed like one of these. Is, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, and you know how beautiful that can be, right? Yeah. You know how beautiful oh, yeah. Which is here today and gone tomorrow, thrown in the fire. Will he not so much give you the kind of wardrobe that you need? Yeah. Clothe you. Yeah. Now let's say the next red line together. Look at somebody say this. Oh ye of little faith. Let's say it again. Oh ye of little faith. I want you to hold on to that. That's why I put it in red, okay? So do not worry. Saying, what shall I eat? Do I want Chinese? Do I want Italian? Do I want Mexican? What shall I drink? And what shall I wear in my overstuffed closet with Amen. shoes everywhere? For the pagans run after all of these things. And your father, heavenly father knows that you have need of them. But seek ye first. I'm going to tell you a story first. Okay? I'm before I finish. It says, do not worry about these things, what you eat, what you should drink, and what you should wear. For the pagans run after these things. Okay? So, anyway, I'm writing this little story, okay, and it's called More Than One, okay? And these two little African boys, I'm not going to tell you the whole story because it's going to be in my new book of garage stories, okay? But anyway, these two little African boys, they're in their village and they go to church. And their pastor, well, the pastor went to America to visit his bishop. So the pastor comes back and he tells this incredible story about America. And he tells, now, one of the little boys was in church, the other little boy was not in church when the pastor told the story. And the pastor comes back and he tells his, he tells his congregation, he says, I went to America and I observed a highly unusual thing. He said, it was, it was just unbelievable. And they're all in the edge of the seat. Well, what happened, pastor? He says, in America, they have more than one pair of shoes. One day I saw men with brown shoes, and the same man the next day, he had black shoes. And then they had white shoes. I, it's unbelievable, more than one pair of shoes. So one little boy goes back and he tells his friend, they're down at the fishing pond in their village, and he says, the pastor said that he went to a country where people had more than one pair of shoes. And he says, how can that be? Why would anybody need one pair, more than one pair of shoes? Do Americans have more than one pair of feet? Why? He says, are you sure that he's telling the truth? And so he says, you should have come to church. You would have heard it for yourself. He said that in America, that people have more than one pair of shoes. So they keep fishing and they're sitting for a while. So the second friend who didn't believe the story in the first place, he says, well, let me ask you this question. If in America, they have more than one pair of shoes, when they are wearing the shoes, where do they hide the second pair? 
under the house in a tree? Do they bury a hole and dig them? Or do they just tie them on their back and carry them with them? Wait, see, this whole thing is impossible. He says, you know what? You are calling my pastor a liar? He says, no, but I can't understand a place or why people would possibly have more than one pair of shoes. Well, the story goes on. But do you get my point? Yeah. Do you get the point? Yeah. How could such a thing be? More than one pair of shoes? God says, you know what? He says, why are you worried about what you eat and, and what you wear? I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> well, the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. Oh, that's a job in itself. Seek ye first in his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of the things that you need will be given to you as well. Yes. Which means that God does not want you to go without things. Amen. He knows you have need of things. He's not against us having things. He says, and I'm going to tell you how to get them. You want to know how to get the things you need? Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. That, that we can go home, can we? Yeah. Amen. Okay, okay. I, I know how to do this. I know how this works now. I get it. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Oh, that's right. Top of the page. Therefore, top of the page, back to first, first, the verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your lifestyle. It is the word suke, meaning just how you live in. Okay? It's not zoe life, because the Greeks have more than one word for life. One is suke, it's just life, you know, how you live it. One is bios, it's how your body functions, the life within you, okay? And then there's zoe, that's spirit life, okay? Your life in Christ. Now the suke, let me just go, do you see, do you see let's, let, let me just back up and get this right. You see where it says worry, the original Greek definition, do you see that? Very interesting word. It says it it it, it 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 in the in the the old English, the word worry came from a word warren, w o r r i n to warren, and it came from the idea of choking, choking the breath out of, okay, or being breathless. Anybody ever have an anxiety attack? We can't breathe, okay, and 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 what would happen? Uh, and it came from, it's a word that came from shepherd sheep herders. And what would happen, the sheep were very skittish because if a wolf came out of the woods to take a sheep, what they would do, they would grab them by the throat and drag them through, they would, they would grab them and squeeze the breath out of them and cut off their air and then drag them away. So when the sheep were in the in the field, if they heard some noises, you know, trees cracking, anything, they would begin to worry. 
think and they would immediately have an image of a wolf grabbing them by the throat, taking their breath away, dragging them away. And even if it wasn't happening, it would be <laughs> because mentally that little noise in the air, that little rock on the ground moving around and, and they would just get restless. And so the shepherd would play his flute, amen? And the flute would cover up the noises in the trees and the and in the, in the shrubbery when the wind would blow and it would calm the sheep down and they would stop worrying okay they moving around and yeah exactly exactly okay now in the greek it gets even better in the greek the idea for worry is marinate marinate you see that marinate see that to be anxious or to marinate in negative thoughts now that was my idea <laughs> marinate sounds like marinate doesn't it okay so when you marinate, when you soak yourself in negative thoughts, you're just going to lay in it. Oh, Lord, how am I going to pay this bill? Oh, Lord, how am I going to do this? Oh, Lord, is he going to leave me? Is he going to stay? Oh, Lord, does he love me? Is he seeing somebody else? Oh, Lord, what am I going to do about not having a job? You just, you especially if something laying in some sauce. Okay, some vinegar, honey, you understand what I mean? A little cayenne. What else you put in there? Okay, so, some mustard or whatever. And you go, oh, Lord. And all of that is getting in you. It's, it's soaking in you. So what do you, what do you, what do you smell like when you come out of that? Huh? You smell like worry. Okay, you come around other people and they... Oh yeah, yeah, you ready to you good to go now. I ain't gonna throw you on the pit. Okay? Because yeah. you have marinated this. You have soaked yourself in the problem. Yeah. Soaked yourself in so that your whole disposition, your whole look, and literally when you marinate in problems, it gets into your vital organs. It, it'll give yeah. you migraines, okay? Yeah. It'll give you stomach problems. Because what happens when you say, remember, we are like one big walking computer. Yeah. We are. Yeah. And when you say, oh, Lord, I am so worried. You know what your mind says? I am so worried. And then it goes to pause. You know, that little pause thing. just blinking. And then it answers you and it says, where would you like to be worried? And then you start speaking into existence. Oh, this whole situation is just a pain in the neck. This is just such a headache to have to go through this. Oh, headache? Fine. I'll do this for you immediately. Okay? And then your head starts throbbing. You're in a relationship and things are not working. You say, this dude is just breaking my heart. Oh, you want, you want spasms in your chest? Okay, cool. I can do that, you know. Oh, oh, I know that my boss, he just makes me sick to the stomach. Just sick to the stomach. Ooh, I just, it must have been something I ate. I'm just, ooh, just must have been running to the bathroom. Or oh, he's a pain in the egg. Oh, my lower back is just, I can't even hardly sit down and stand up. What's wrong? So we marinate in this thing. You understand what I mean? And worry literally gets inside of you and children, sisters, brothers, all of y'all, worry can kill you. Yes, it can. Yeah, amen. 
Okay, it can kill yeah. you dead. You can. What do you yes. say? He about you. Don't you about to worry yourself to yeah. Yeah. say it? You about to worry yourself. Don't say it. Please don't say it. <laughs> but this is what happens. We worry ourselves to the point of death. Amen? Because we're marinating. Okay, let's look at some other stuff. Therefore, he said, I tell you, don't worry. Don't kill yourself. Okay? Don't, don't, don't put yourself in that position. Okay? Um, so, life. It says, don't worry about your life. Well, which life are you talking about, Lord? I'm talking about your breath. I'm talking about you breathing in and out. Suke. Life, okay? Just your breath, just your existence. Is there anybody in this room that can decide or determine your next breath? Anybody? Anybody when you're sleeping, have you ever woke up to check to see if you're breathing? Huh? No, it's nothing you can do about your breath. He says, why are you worrying about your next breath? Where it's gonna come from? Whether I'm gonna keep breathing. Well, whether when I lay down to sleep, I'm going to keep breathing. I, I got to get up and check my pulse. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I was watching a movie one time. Mm. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> and this guy was in the car and he got real upset. He's, oh my God, let me check my pulse. <laughs> you see, he was checking his pulse to see if his heart was. How, what, what, what good is that going to do? You know what I mean? If you can't make your heart beat, you can't make your body. It's happening. Whether you upset, whether you broke, whether you're rich, whether you're happy, whether you're sad, you have no, he says, why are you worrying about your breath, your life? He says, it's a waste of time because you don't have any control over it, really. You really don't. But, he, but see, here's the whole thing. This is life. It can be bios. It can be, you know, physical. Why are you worrying about your hips? Why, why are you worrying about your hair? Why are you worrying about how you look? What people think of you? What you, you know, you girl, you getting kind of thick there. You know, you better watch it. You need to see. There she go. Watch out. Watch out. You better, you better watch yourself. You know, because that's we. I mean, people. It's a billion dollar industry. Bios life. It's you know, people getting implants here, implants there. Getting hair weaves, getting their nose changed, getting their because they're worried about how they look, and they think by changing the way they look, it's going to change their life. The devil is a liar. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That would make that would make if if it had anything to do with looks, Einstein would have never discovered you know relativity. Harry Truman would have never led the slaves. I, on, Martin Luther King would have never had a dream. I could have had to do with somebody's looks. What are you looking for? What are you looking at? He don't look like one didn't look like Denzel now. I'ma tell you. Well, short spotty man with a big nose. Come on now. So what is bios? What is breath? These are things he's trying to tell you. You don't have no control over. But you do have control over your Zoe life. You can choose to be born again. You can choose to seek ye first the kingdom. You can choose to be righteous. 
You can choose to follow God. You can choose to put everything that's not like God out of your path. You can choose that. You can choose what you watch on TV. That's going to affect your Zoe life. Your spirit life. Y'all didn't hear me. You can choose what you watch. You can choose who you hang out with. Because it's affecting my Zoe life. Because I have control over my Zoe life. Over my spirit life. Because I know whatever happens in my spirit life is going to affect my bios life and my suke life. It's going to affect everything else about me. So the thing that I need to concern myself is about my spirit life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. So, what is that next line saying? Big caps right there. Why is I can't hear anybody. Why is the worried enemy of faith? Why is what? Why is worried the enemy of faith? Because he says in the middle, Jesus says in the middle of all of this stuff about lifestyle and clothes and jobs and all that kind of stuff, he says, Oh, ye of little faith, am I not taking care of the birds? Am I not taking care of the grass? Am I not taking care of the world before you got here and after you leave? It was, so what he says, oh, you of little faith. What does faith have to do with it? What does faith have to do with anything? Luke for 828. You know this story? They're on the ship. The storm comes up. Jesus is on there with disciples. He's on the boat. Okay? Now, wait a minute. He's on the boat. And they have just left uh, a place where Jesus fed, I think, 5,000 with three loaves, five loaves of bread, three fish, something like that. You know the story. And, you know, they got bread left over. Everybody ate. They've seen all these miracles. They get on the boat. And they're on the boat. Jesus is tired. He's been doing miracles all day, preaching and everything. He's tired and, you know, this human person. And a storm comes up. And they jump up, Jesus! We gonna die! We gonna die! What? Will you shut up? What's wrong with you? Did, weren't you there? Did you see me feed people? Did you see me raising? Did you hear me? Where is your? Fa- oh yeah, I'm so sick of y'all. I don't know what to do. And there you are, Jesus! Jesus! I don't have a job, Jesus! What am I gonna do? saying, hey, where's your faith? Where's my what? Where's your faith? Hebrews 11, 6. You see that? Somebody read that with a loud, loud. I don't need loud. It's going to hit this microphone loud. 11, 6. Why is this so important? Why is, where is worry the enemy of faith? <clears throat> Hold on. No, now I need somebody that's going to read it. Now, so it'll hit this microphone. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. Amen. And he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Yeah. 
How many of you have been in a situation when you have been around somebody who doesn't believe in you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus, with Hebrews eleven six, without faith it is possible. It is impossible to please God because anyone comes in must believe in Him. Believe that he exists. Do you know what it feels like when you're married to somebody and they don't believe in you? They don't have any confidence in anything you're doing. You got a boss. We were watching a, a, my favorite show last night on TV. Um, the bridal show where they had the wedding gowns. Say yes, yes to say the yes. dress. And there's this new guy. And uh, the new guy... <clears throat> um, yeah. He said, uh, the old guy came to the new guy and said, you want me to show you, show you where to dress? He said, man, I came from the top store in New York. He said, I know this business. Yeah, but you know, he said, man, trust me, believe in me. And the guy was like following him around like he don't know what he's doing, you know? And I'm like, hey, you know, this guy didn't even ask for the job. They came and talked him into leaving where he was to come with them because he was such an expert. But this one person there didn't believe in him. And it was annoying. And so God is saying in the middle of our crises, hey, don't you trust me? Don't you believe in me? Don't I have a, didn't I come to you with a track record? I mean, you know, I mean, and I mean, not a, not, and, and I'm not even, this is Jesus talking right now. I'm not even talking about my track record of what I wrote in the Bible. I'm talking about what I did for your mama, what I did for your daddy, what I did for your grandma, what I did for you last year, last week. Did, did, did you, did, you don't believe? Now yeah. you got to a place where you said, well, maybe you did all that, but I don't know if you can oh, handle no. this one. Come on, come on. Well, I'm just insulted, okay? <laughs> you know, this is not sitting well with me. He who comes to God must be believed that he is, that he exists. And not only that, yeah, yeah, I believe in you, God, but you know, I still got this. That, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yes. God says, you can't seek me and then don't get something out of this. Yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. Mm. And I asked the Lord, I asked the Lord, I asked the Lord, I asked the Lord, I said, uh, Lord, um, you know, I worked on that book for a whole year, okay? And then when I talked to the publisher, they turned me down. Where were you? Because I know you gave me that book. I know you told me to write it. What what just happened here? Because I, I'm, I'm just done. I just don't understand. And uh, the Lord just took me by the hand. He said, wait a minute, before you get mad at me, let's look at what they told you to do. They told you that in order to publish you, you need a platform. Go build your platform. Well, why didn't you tell me that before I wrote the book? Because I want you to know that anything that is worth having, that is a big dream, it takes a lot of effort. I'm not handing you anything on a silver platter, Ernest. Amen? Because if I do that, you will never appreciate 
I'm serious. You will never appreciate what God has done, and you will think it's easy. You'll take it for granted, like these kids, you know, uh, their parents will give them a car, give them a house, and they never pay for it. What are they banging it up? Knock it up? You know what I mean? Don't put no gas on it, don't clean it. Why? Because they didn't pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't pay for it. God says, this is going to cost you something. Are you willing to pay the price? Yeah. You know what I said, Lord? Yeah. I got it. I'm willing to pay the price. I'm going to do what you said. Mm. He said, they didn't turn your book down. They just said they need, you need a platform. Right. Mm -hmm. wow. Go build your platform. Mm -hmm. let's, let's see how many folks that you have that are following you. So we'll have something to work with. Mm -hmm. That's what they said. Go back and do that. So, but the point is, we are in this fishbowl where things are so comfortable and things are so nice, you know, that we don't understand. You know, when daddy says, no, not yet, you have to do this too. Mm -hmm. The guy that wrote The Shack got 20 turndowns from publishers. And the church said the book was sacrilegious. Mm -hmm. I, mean, they, I mean, they put him through everything, but he never gave up. The book sold a million copies and they made the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't easy. And what we want is easy. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. We want to push the easy yeah, button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we if it's not easy, then guess what? We don't, don't believe me. God. Yeah. I don't believe I, I don't believe you. So God is looking like a bunch of spoiled children. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, guess what? Somebody believed me to get on a boat illegally, cross the ocean on a rubber raft, managed to get to shore, came in, managed to get a job, and guess what? They just bought a house down the street from you. Amen. And that's a true story. Because they believed. And you just have one little ripple. And then you start marinating in it. Oh, oh, how you doing? How you, how you doing? Oh, well, you know, God is good, and I'm just in this struggle, you know, trying to. Like, I just ask you, how you doing? Can you say two positive words? Please say, you know, it's going to be all right. You know, the sun is shining. Hallelujah. Got the activity of my legs. You know, give me, you know, tell me something good. I think Chaka Khan said, you know, tell me something good. So how do we live by faith? I'm going to finish up. Uh, well, for Hebrews 10.38, but my righteousness, but my righteous one will live by faith, for I take no pleasure in those who draw back. So how do we live by faith? We seek ye first the kingdom. We don't store up treasures for ourselves on earth. Because let me tell you, so that earthly stuff, if that's your pursuit in life, if that's your end game, I'm going to do something that's going to make me money, you're going to be miserable. You better do, you better work on the gift that's in you. I'm just going to stop. Yeah. I'm just gonna stop. I've said Amen. it. I think I got the point. Oh, I got I made the point. Oh, I'm just gonna pray. I'm praying. Praise the Lord. I'm just gonna stop. Mm. Wow. Thank you. Good. Let's pray. Now, first of all, I want you to climb out of that marinade sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Climb out of there. Wash yourself in the word. In the water 
of the word. Oh, I'm telling you, that word will wash you. It'll get deep in you. It'll take out all that stuff, that that's, that scent, you know what I mean, of trouble. You know, because you know what? Your enemies, they smell trouble. Yeah. They do. They smell trouble. And they come at you when they smell your trouble. But when you wash yourself, and the fragrance of the word in praise it's like a garment yes. of praise yes. all wrapped around you amen and said so god you got this okay. i believe you when i think about all that you've already brought me through oh, all that you delivered me yeah. from how yeah. you kept me how yeah. you made a way yeah. how you making a way god i yeah. thank you that you are the yeah. god of tomorrow yeah. my yeah. tomorrow yeah. is already done yeah. because you know the end from the beginning yeah. father you know i was going to live you know i was going to work you knew yeah. i was going to make it yes. you know the deals that were going to open yes. up you know the testimony that i was yeah. going to have father about yes. your goodness of how you brought me you knew the yes. people i was going to talk to and say let me tell yes. you something i didn't always have it like this i didn't yes. always have it like this yes. but god brought me from yes. one yes. two he brought me from nothing he brought me from this you oh this is my story and yes. this is my song yes. i'm praising my savior all the day long yes. no test no testimony yes. 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 no test no testimony no test no testimony yes. father i thank you right now lord for your great work father for Lord, for we bind up and we cast down and we wash away the spirit of worry. Lord, and we right now are wash your people in the water of the word. Father, that they would not be troubled, that they would not be concerned, Father. When David came to you, Father, and David came to you with all his problems, on his all his troubles, you said, seek my face. Don't look at your circumstances. Seek my face. And your servant said to you, thy face, Lord, will I seek. So, Father, we seek your face right now over every matter, over every situation, Father. We refuse, Father, to go with notices and dates that we have to do this and this is going to happen and banks and, and all. We refuse, Father, to acknowledge the world around us. We acknowledge you, Father. We seek your face, Father. And as we do so, wash away, Father, all I can say. Train our minds, retrain our minds, Father, to keep our mind stayed on you. Yes. And yes. we'll be careful to give you the honor, the praise, and the glory. And all of his people said, amen, amen. This is something I want to do right now, just as a praise. I want, to, I want you to just prepare your offering right now. Just, just prepare it right now. And because you need a, uh, this is what I call a peace offering. Amen. A peace offering is, is um, what uh, people in the world do. When they're looking for peace, they'll spend their money on drugs. They'll spend their money on alcohol. They'll spend their money in sex clubs or wherever. They, 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 they that's a peace offering. Did you know that? That's peace offering. It is because they're searching for peace and they're thinking that if I can buy something, if I can spend more on my credit card, if I can get a drink, if I can, it's gonna cost you something. So I want to give us a peace offering to the Lord. Amen. Just a peace. This is not your tithe. This is your peace offering. Amen. Saying, Lord, I just. Just believe that as I seek your face this morning and as I get to you boldly without any concern, Father, about not having this and not having that, blah, 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 I don't care if it's five cents, whatever it is, say, Father, this is my peace offering to you right now. I just want you to just pass this around and, uh, 
and, it, and if you don't have any cash with you right now, I want you to go online and uh, pay your tithes, but also offer you a peace offering. Say, Father, this is this is this is my faith offering in you. I just have faith in you. I have faith in and uh, what you're gonna do for me. I have faith right now. I have faith. I, I don't even have this money to put in, but uh, but if drug addicts uh, can live in the in the projects and find money to buy drugs, trying to just get some peace of mind. I know good and well, Father. I know good and well, Lord, that I trust you to give you an offering that is not my tithe. It's a faith offering. It's a peace offering. It's, I believe, God, that this is done. I trust you. I lean not to my own understanding. I acknowledge you in all of my ways, and I'm not afraid to give today. I'm not afraid to give because I know, Lord, according to your word, it says if, you, if I give, it will be given back to me. Press down, shaking together, running over. Men will give into my bosom. I believe that right now, Lord, and I just receive your blessings in advance. In advance. I believe God, God I haven't seen. I believe, Lord, as I get my life passed tomorrow morning and I step into a new day, Father, that my blessing is going to be right there. I speak right now by faith and I speak prophetically. Amen. That as you give a peace offering today, that when you your life pass, when you walk into tomorrow, that your need is going to be met, that God is going to make a way, that a miracle is on is, is on the move on your behalf. It's already done. Because when you bless God, God says, I'm not going to let you out bless me. You think I'm going to bless me and, I, and I'm not going to respond? Then I'm not going to respond. He said, you're seeking my kingdom with your offering. Amen. I am your high. Amen. I am your drug of choice. Amen. I, 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 I am, I am your, your gate to happiness. I am your way maker. I'm your peace to pass. I am the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Amen. All of that is in your offering. It's all in your offering. It's all in your offering. We thank you for it. Thank you. We bless it now, Father. You took care of us, Charles. Amen. Hallelujah. Go online and do it. Amen. If you didn't do it here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the peace offering, for faith offering. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right.